Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 5th, 2021. August 5th, 2021. Yesterday was my wife's birthday. I thank God for you, for all the people that uh, shared your love with Isabella. There was a tremendous outpour of love, and for that, we appreciate you. We thank God for you. I give God praise for you. Thank you so much for being a blessing to my wife. All right, so I'm I'm teaching a series entitled "You Are Not Not a Mistake." This is you are destiny's child. I don't know if you know that, but you are. You are a child of destiny. You are not a mistake. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I hope that you've been enjoying this series. And we're just getting started. There's so much to say about this. So we looked at Jeremiah chapter one. We're now looking at Ephesians chapter two. And we're going to go back to Ephesians chapter two again today uh, with a message entitled. Well, first of all, let me just be clear about the fact that you're not a mistake. There was two things that I covered laying the foundation for this. And I'm really going to drive home the second one. Uh, Now, the first one was you're saved by God's unearned grace. And the second one was that you're saved not to sit. You're saved to serve. I want you to know that. I want you to know that you are not a mistake. You have a specific assignment. There's some specific things that God wants you to do while you're in the land of the living. Your job is to find it, to follow it, and to finish it because God made plans for you. So that said, uh, let's get into the message for this morning. We're going back to Ephesians chapter two. We're going to look at verses eight, nine, and 10. The title of today's message is called to do good works. You are called to do good works. There are some works, some good works that God before ordained for you to do. So you're not saved. Once you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, you're not supposed to just sit down and say, okay, now I'm saved. Now I'm going to heaven. Praise God. Yeah, you're going to heaven, but there's some things that you need to do while you're on this planet. And your job is to find it, follow it, and finish it. Your job is to to discover it, to develop in it, and to deploy in it. Your job is to get it done, to get out of you everything that God deposited in you while you're in the land of the living. People ask me all the time, well, Rick, how is it that you do all the things that you do? There's this going on, that going on, all this stuff. Listen, we only get one life. You only get one life. And so I'm not saying that you have to do what I do. I don't have to do what you do. We can celebrate the, the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. Everybody's called to do different things. As it relates to me, I just want whatever I believe God has called me to do is, is almost like I can't not do it. If God, if I believe God has called me to do something, I have to do it. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with all my might, right? I mean, I, I before I got born again, uh, well, actually, when I got born again, Obviously, you know, if you've been following me for a while, that I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I was raised on hip hop and merengue. And when I got born again um, and I told God, I said, hey, God, if we're going to do this, I got to do this all the way. The guy that led me to Christ, Leo Jacobs, I said, man, Jake, I don't know how to be average. You know, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it all the way. I remember praying. I just got saved. And I, I remember praying. I said to God, you know, I mean, you come to God with whatever language you had. And I had language from the streets. And I said, God, I said, God, you know, I uh, there was a phrase in, in Brooklyn that said, if, if we're going to do this, let's do this like Brutus, <laughs> Brutus from Popeye. And I remember saying to God, God, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this like Brutus. And then I quoted a rap song and it said, I never, never have step because I'm not a half stepper. 
And then I just stopped there, but it keeps on. It goes, and if you want to call me, you could call me Dr. Pepper. But my point was, I said, God, I'm, nev- I'm never going to half step because I'm not a half stepper. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all the way. If I'm born again now, if you want me to be a Christian, I have to do this for the rest of my life. There is, that's it. I'm in it. I'm in it and I'm in it to win it. I, I am committed. You are called to do good works. There's some things that God called you to do. You got to find out what that is. And then you got to pursue it and pursue it with all your might. And you're going to find out today that it's not you doing it. It will be God doing it through use. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10. Let's get into it. The Bible says, Paul said, I mean that you have been saved by God's grace because you believe that you did not save yourselves. It was a gift from God. You're not saved by the things that you do. So you have nothing to boast about. But verse 10, here we go. God has made us what we are. See, I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. God has made us what we are in Christ Jesus. God made us new people. Why, Paul? So that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good things, the good works that he had already planned for us to do. There's some good plan, good works, some, some good uh, things that God had already planned for us to do. We are called to good works. So what does this mean for you today? Uh, I believe I have seven things, seven quick things that I'm going to share with you on this morning. As I get into these seven things, this is where I need you to to rid your heart, rid your mind of all distractions. Now I'm about to get into the meat of the message. Seven things. Number one, here we go. So first of all, I want you to know that God looked past your faults and your flaws and your failures when he called you. God looked past your faults, your flaws, and your failures, and he called you anyway to your divine assignment. He knew all the mistakes that you were going to make, and he called you anyway. This is why he calls you by grace. It's the grace of God. So don't, when you make a mistake, the devil's going to come and say, oh, well, watch it. You saw what you did. Now you're disqualified. You can't do it now. Now, now God is not going to bless you. Now God is not going to give you this. God is not going to give you that. God is not going to cause you all those dreams that you had. You can forget it. All that stuff that you have on your vision board, you can forget it because you, you did something wrong because you, you, you sinned or you got a divorce or you, you committed adultery or you, you, you stepped back and, or you went back to drugs or alcohol or whatever. I'm saying sin is sin. And, and you did something and you did something outside of the will of God, whatever that is. And, and the devil will come and try to get you into guilt and shame and condemnation. And let me tell you something. God knew what you were going to do before you did it. And God called you anyway. God called you based on his unearned and amazing grace. What you did is not who you are. You made a mistake. You received forgiveness from God. You forgive yourself and you keep stepping. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, God ordained you to a specific assignment. And he did this before the world began. He did this with his foreknowledge of your decisions. Now you can say, well, Rick, if God did all this stuff before the world began, then my decisions don't matter. No, your decisions matter because your life is a grand sum total of your decisions. God is going to allow you to reap what you sow. Your decisions do matter. It's just that God doesn't have to wait to Thursday to find out what you're going to decide on Thursday. So based on his foreknowledge of your decisions, he predestined you. Based on his foreknowledge of your decisions, he pre-planned you. So he mapped out your life based on what you were going to decide. He already knew what you were going to decide. And so then he planned out your life based on his goodness and not your own. Despite your faults, despite your mistakes, despite all the things that you've done wrong, God called you by grace. Say amen to that. Number three, when you open your heart to God's purpose and you answer the call, as soon as you answer the call, you're like, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. I accept it. I believe it. I answer the call. As soon as you do that, you quickly realize that you cannot do what God has called you to do. You quickly realize that what God is calling you to do is bigger than you. You quickly realize that what God has called you to do is far greater than what, what you, you're capable of in your humanity. 
And that's because when God calls you to do things, he's not checking with you. Like he's not checking with your humanity. Like for example, for example, um, when God tells you to do things financially, he's not checking your bank account. <laughs> he's checking your faith. You know, he's not, he's, he's calling you to fund projects that you don't have the money for. So he's not checking your bank account. He's checking your faith. When God calls you to do things, to operate on a level that you never saw yourself operating on, he's not checking your resume. It's not like God is hosting a panel in heaven and saying, okay, well, let's look at his resume. Let's look at her resume. Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't look like he's qualified. Doesn't look like she's qualified. No, he's not checking your resume. He's checking your faith. If you have the faith, he has the grace. It's not about you. It's all about him. Number four, God's call exceeds your power, your ability, your strength. God, when you understand that God has called me to do something that I can't do, it puts you in a position that you have to rely on God's grace. That you, God, if you don't come, if you don't do it, it, it can't get done. God, you are calling me to do something. My, God, I've, I've already said it. I've announced it. I'm out here. God, please don't let me look stupid. If you don't show up, it can't get done. You're asking me to do something that I can't do, but I'm doing it by faith. I'm out here. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing what, you, what I believe you're leading me to do. And if you don't show up, it's not going to get done. I'm saying that's the life of faith. He loves it when he has a son, when he has a daughter that's out there that, that is willing to put their lives on the line at the risk of looking foolish, that's willing to take him public, that's willing to launch out, that's willing to say what God is telling them to say, that's willing to go where God is leading them to go at the risk of looking foolish. God looks down and said, that's my son. That's my daughter. He believes in me. He trusted me. And now, boom, I'm going to manifest my glory through his life. So, so listen, this is God calls you to do things that you can't do without him. And he wants you to rely on him and to rely on his grace. So faith gets you out there like, oh my God, what am I doing? And then grace, boom, kicks in. And the grace of God will do through you what you could never do without him. And number uh, number five, in Romans 11 and six, the Bible says, Paul explained that that it is by grace, that, that you can't work for grace. It is the grace of God. If you start working for grace, then grace is no longer grace because grace is a gift and you can't work for a gift. You can only receive a gift. And so if you start to work for a gift, now the, the gift is no longer a gift. It becomes a payment. So no, it's not payment. It cannot be earned. It cannot be deserved. It is the grace of God. And so God calls you by grace. In Ephesians 2 and 10, Paul is saying that God called us by grace. And then watch this. He made us a new person, new creature in Christ Jesus by grace. And he made us new people. Why? So that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good things, the good works that God predestined for us to do. When you understand that God predestined you to do certain things and there are specific things that you're supposed to do on this planet, you give yourself over to that assignment and your destiny calls you and your destiny pulls you and nobody has to wake you up in the morning and nobody has to motivate you and nobody has to get you going and nobody has to light a fire under you. No, why? Because your destiny is calling you. You're a man of destiny. You're a woman of destiny. You get up every morning. You put your feet. As soon as your feet hit the ground, glory to God, you're ready to go. Why? Because something is calling me. There's something that's bigger than me. God called me to a holy calling. So my life is about something that's bigger than me. My life is not just about me and my four and no more. My life is not about my humanity. My life is about something that's bigger. My life is, there's a purpose to my life. I get up with a greater reality and my, my calling is calling me and I'm walking into it and there's specific things that God wants me to do and God is living in me and he is committed to it and I'm committed to letting him do whatever he wants to do in my life and God is going to use me for his glory and it's going to be bigger than anything that I could ever do without him. And it's all about him and it's all for him. That's the grace of God. Number six, God calls you by grace and he then gives you the grace to fulfill the call. He calls you. That means that when he, if you understand what I'm saying, 
there's two aspects of this. I've, I've been teaching on the two facets of grace. So number one, he calls me by grace. And so he calls me to do things I, I don't feel like I qualified for. I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Oh God, why would you want to do that through me? I have to accept the, the calling and I have to accept that, that God called me by grace. And so it's unearned. I could never earn it, but I accept it and I accept it by faith. And so the other thing is now I have to have a peace in knowing that if God called me to do it, then he's already put his grace on me to do it. And if God called me to do it, that although I don't think I'm qualified, God obviously is qualifying me. And so, so God is going to put his super on my natural. And so now I'm going to walk into rooms that, that maybe even I, I might feel terrified when I walk into that room. My God, I, I go into this conference room and, and, and nobody in here looks like me. Nobody in here sounds like me. Nobody in here got a last name like me. Oh, Jesus. And, and they're not sitting here and they're talking about stuff. I don't know what they're talking about. And, and then people are looking at me. And in a few minutes, they're going to ask me to say something. And I don't even know what to say. And I'm in that room and I'm like, oh, glory, Father, you can't. And I'm like, God, you got to give me something to say. And then the Holy Ghost shows up and, and then and then they come to me. Hey, Rick, what do you think? And I start saying stuff I never heard myself say before. And I'm start saying stuff and I need to write that thing down. Jesus, I need to write down what I said because I never even heard it before. And so there's words that are coming out of my mouth. And it is then that I, be, I realize that I'm, I'm merely a, a vehicle, a channel, an instrument of all of this. I am being used. I am cognizant of the fact there's this reality that is outside of me. And I'm in the conference room and I'm talking. And, but it's almost like I'm standing up and I'm outside of the table looking at myself talking. I'm like, what the heck is he saying? And so, so it's, there's this consciousness that's outside of me that I'm being used. It's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. He called me to do something that I couldn't do. And now he's doing it through me and it's all for his glory. And he's blessing me far beyond anything I ever imagined. And I'm already punching above my weight and I'm already living a life that I never thought I was going to live. And God is saying, you ain't even seen nothing yet, son. And I'm just getting started. And so you yield yourself over to God. And there's nothing God can't do when you give yourself over to him. David understood this. That's how a shepherd boy became a king. You know what I'm saying? Moses understood this. That's why a man that was in the wilderness by himself, or scared, thought he ruined his life, thought he did something wrong. He's in the wilderness in isolation for 40 years. And he wound up leading millions of people, millions of people and establishing a new nation and getting commandments from God. All of this, why? Because it was the grace of God. Gideon understood this. This is how the weakest man from the weakest clan could lead a revolution with just 300 men because it was the grace of God. Peter understood this. That's how a man who was running a fishing business minding his own business, just fishing. And he goes from running a fishing business to leading a revolution and starting a, a New Testament church and, and is still making global impact 2,000 years later. Listen, it is the grace of God. If you can believe it, that there's nothing that God can't achieve through you. God calls you to do things. There's specific things that God has called you to do, but you have to open your heart to it. Number seven, and finally, as I close. David said in Psalms 139 and 16, Father, you saw my unformed body. You saw everything. And then all the days of my life were mapped out before I ever lived one day. Every day of my life was written in your book. There's a book in heaven with my name on it. There's a book in heaven that says Rick Pina and everything is already written in the book. And all I want to do now is, is live whatever's in the book. My job is to discover what's in the book and to become what's in the book and to become what you call me to be and to get it done before I die. Paul said, God has made us what we are so that we can spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that he planned, he before ordained, he pre-planned for us to do. So look at me as I close. You were not saved by works. 
You cannot be saved by works. You can't work for God's goodness or grace or blessing. No, you are not saved by works, but doggone it, you are saved for work. You are not saved to sit. You are saved to serve. If you are saved and born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, then you need to get up every morning and become the man that God has called you to be because we need it. This earth needs you to function in your calling. This planet is waiting for you. The church is waiting for you. The world is waiting for the sons of God to be manifested. We need you to be you. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be Rick Pena, but I need you to be you so that together we can be the church that God has called us to be. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. You see, that's why we had technical issues this morning because the devil didn't want this word to go out, but the devil is a liar and Jesus is the Messiah and the word is going to go out. Let's close this out. I want you to repeat after me. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by your amazing grace. I did not earn my call. You call me by grace. And despite the fact that I could not qualify, you call me anyway. So I accept it. I believe it. And I pursue it by faith. I am determined to become the man that you call me to be. I am not saved by works. But I am saved for work. Therefore, I declare that I will work every day of my life. I will live as the man that you sent me to be. And I can never retire from my purpose. (laughs) I will work hard, but then again, it won't be me doing it. It is you, Father, living in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. Living this way, I will maximize my purpose and potential and I will get it done before I die. This is why I can boldly declare Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you want my notes, you should want my notes. And you get them for free. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button on the top right side of the website. Click on it. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, go into this day knowing that you are called by God's grace for specific work. You are called to do good works. There's some good works that you're supposed to do. You're not saved to sit. You're saved to serve. So go do it. Do me a favor too. Leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.